Welcome to the Professional Writer Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Christensen, and I'm here to help you confidently plan, launch, and grow your writing-related business. You'll find the show notes for today's episode at bloggingbistro.com. Well, today we are going to be talking about a topic that really interests me, and it is the two most common issues that hold writers back. Have you ever felt held back in your writing, like, oh, I can't move forward. I just don't know what the next steps to take are. Or I'm, I'm struggling against something. And joining me today to help walk us through that is my friend, Ginny Weitrup. Hi there. Thanks for having me. And I'm just guessing, taking a wild stab here, that people often pronounce and or spell your name incorrectly. Because I've said it verbally on the show before or or to different people. And they're like, oh, Jenny, Uh, Jilly, Uh, what, Ginny? (laughs) And then Y-Trup is even more of a mouthful. So to get that out of the way, right up front, why don't you just spell your first and last name for us? Uh, It's Ginny, and that is short for Virginia. And it's G-I-N-N-Y. And Y-Trup is y t t R-U-P. And it's impossible. <laughs> it Once you hear it, it makes sense. But just to look at it, it's a little crazy. Ginny and I have been getting to know each other over the last year, year and a half, because she overtook <laughs> my former role. I used to be a marketing director of a writer's conference that we are both part of a writer's organization, West Coast Christian Writers. And Ginny is now the proud owner of the title of marketing director <laughs> for West Coast Christian Writers. And Ginny and I have had the chance to get to know each other and work very closely together over this last year. What a delight that's been, Ginny. You are, you're so organized and you just have this calm spirit about you that kind of keeps everybody on an even keel. And I really appreciate that about you. Thank you. I am learning so much from you through this process about marketing and organization. You are organized. So I'm learning a lot and really loving the process. I have sometimes been accused of being too organized. Like I... (laughs) The organizational part of my brain kind of takes over the creative part of my brain sometimes. (laughs) And I'm the opposite. So the organizational piece is the discipline I've had to learn and Mm -hmm. have to really focus on and employ. The creativity comes a little more naturally. Just the opposite for me, Ginny. I am learning that I need to be patient with the creative minds out there. Like I can't necessarily dot all my I's and cross all my T's and have everything exactly the way it's supposed to be with no interruptions because these creatives that I work with come up with creative ideas midstream (laughs) and I have to stop and adjust and I don't like doing that. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. We creative tend to do that. (laughs) Yeah. But you know what? Your ideas are always so good. And when I actually do stop that analytical part of my brain and I think about the creative stuff. I'm like, okay, they're right. We do need to do this. (laughs) So I go in kicking and screaming, but um, it is really good though. I think it's good for both of us. We work with a team. Anytime that any writer person involved in a writing related profession can work with a team, even if that's a team of two people and like one of you is a creative and one of you is a analytical organized type, that's a really good or it can be, it's either an explosive combo in a bad way or in a good way. Yeah. Well, it helps us both. Like I said, I learned from you 
And it's so valuable as writers, as business people, we need both. We need to be creative, Mm -hmm. we need to be organized. (laughs) And to strengthen those areas where we aren't as strong is so valuable. So a little bit about Ginny, other than the fact that we now know she's a creative. Uh, She's the author of seven contemporary issue-driven novels, including her Christie Award-winning novel, Words, which I read a few years ago and loved. That was my first introduction to you, Ginny. I had never heard of you before or read any of your writing, and I read that book, so I'm like, oh, this girl can write. Thank you. Wow, powerful. And Ginny is also a writing coach at Words for Writers. I like the way that you tied those two the title of the book, Words, and then Words for Writers together. Was that intentional? It was intentional. (laughs) Figured as much. (laughs) And she's also passionate about helping both fiction and nonfiction writers to discover and put words to the messages their lives have written. Ginny's latest project is called Your Novel Map. And we're going to be talking about this a little bit later on in the episode, but I'll give you just a tiny little preview of it now. It's a guide through the essential elements of a novel. And we are going to be giving you a discount code at the end of the episode that is exclusively for listeners of the Professional Writer Podcast. So stay tuned, clear to the end of the episode, and we'll be giving you that discount code and telling you more about your novel map. Now, before we move on, Ginny, we talked about the spelling and the pronunciation of your name. Is your website GinnyWhitrup.com or is it something different? Where can we find you? My author website is GinnyWhitrup.com. My coaching website is WordsForWriters.net. I will put the link to links to both of those websites in the show notes at BloggingBistro.com for this episode. So we are going to be focusing today on your role as a writing coach. So if you want to find out more about Ginny's writing coach services, you would go to wordsforwriters.net. I wanted to start by asking you a little bit about your writing career because you are writing books and you are a writing coach. So which came first, the chicken or the egg? Were you were you doing book writing first or coaching writing or did those things happen simultaneously? No, I was writing first. Uh, I have been writing for more than 25 years. Uh, Started out actually as a nonfiction writer, was first published in nonfiction and absolutely love nonfiction. I still probably read more nonfiction than fiction, although I read a lot of fiction. 17 years into my career, my first published book ended up being a novel. Once that book was published, that sort of set me on the course for uh, writing fiction, which I had always loved. I just couldn't imagine how novelists put a novel together. It was completely unimaginable to me. I ended up learning that process. And as a coach, I work with both nonfiction and fiction writers because I have done both. But yes, the writing definitely came first, and it's what informs my work as a coach with writers. Now, you just said that your first published book was a novel. You didn't really have any idea how to go about writing a novel. So how did you educate yourself about that to the point where you actually had a novel published? It was an ugly process. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't recommend it. <laughs> I had been published a lot of magazine articles and devotionals, and as I said, nonfiction, and had been praying for several years about a book idea, a nonfiction book idea, wondering you know, what I would write and what that would look like and put together several nonfiction proposals and they were all rejected. And then a novel idea came to mind and I was very resistant <laughs> mm. and finally sat down and wrote uh, not even the first chapter, but maybe the first scene. And I sent it off to a dear friend who is a fiction editor and said, what do you think of this? Should I pursue this? And she wrote back and strongly encouraged me oh, to pursue good. that story. So I started to write and just in my seat of the pants fashion, mm -hmm. just kept writing. And then a chapter or two or three into it realized that in the 17 years that I had been studying writing and been attending writing conferences, I had never taken a fiction course. <laughs> I had no idea what I was so doing. You, wow, you really were doing it by the seat of your pants. <laughs> I really was. So I had to pause. I bought the book Plot and Structure by James Scott Bell, read it cover to cover several times and began really studying novels. And so it took me four years to write words and to learn that process. And that's why it took so long because I was learning as I went along. It sounds as if you had done a lot of nonfiction writing up to that point. So you were skilled in the essentials of writing. It was just learning how to apply your nonfiction techniques to writing fiction that was the challenge yes. in writing a novel. It was learning the structure of a novel, all of those essential elements that need to be included in a novel learning how to show rather than tell, which you do with a nonfiction writer, but more so in fiction. Yeah, there was just so much to learn, but I learned it. Anybody can learn it. I'm confident of that. So it is a learned skill. Congratulations to you on mastering the art of writing fiction. And since then, you've had how many novels? Seven novels? My seventh releases this fall. It is titled Illusion, and it's the second book in a series, the Mendocino Village series, and it will release October 20th. And what is the title of the first book? Because I always have to start with book number one and then read book number two. Uh, the first one is Invisible and then Illusion. Invisible is the first book in the series and Illusion. And those are, tell us a little bit about the genre of those. Women's fiction, issue-driven fiction. My protagonist is an overweight woman who did not believe that she was eligible for love based mm. on her dress size. This follows her story and the cast of characters that surround her. So she has some new insights and growth that take place in the second book. That sounds very appropriate for this day and age. I'm interested in reading those. I'm going to read both of them, Ginny. Thank you. You have told me that you have a little bit of a love-hate relationship with writing story, and you've kind of introduced us to that a little bit. But what are some of the things that you love and hate 
<laughs> about writing story? <laughs> well, let's start with what I hate. Okay. Uh, because I know it's not unique that's to a, me as a writer. That's a strong word, but... <laughs> it is a strong word. Our listeners can deal with reality, right? <laughs> um, writing is really hard work for me and for a lot of writers. I know there are some writers who the words just flow, the story ideas come. For me, it's hard work. In the midst of it, I often find myself stymied, blocked, confused, and wanting to do anything but write, which hampers my focus and my progress, and it's a slow, tedious process for me. There are moments when I love it, uh, but I often say I love having written rather than I love writing. So when I finish a book and I hold that book in my hands and I begin hearing from readers, I love having written that book. <laughs> but the actual process is can be grueling. So that's the hate part. Yes. And the love part is having the book in your hands and getting those getting feedback from readers. Right. And I love also, I love the planning that goes into a book. I love choosing mm. a setting and developing characters. I love thinking it through. I could think it through forever. <laughs> the actual writing, getting down to the writing, staring at the blank page, getting the words on the page in a way that they're appealing, they engage, all of that. That's the hard work. How about deadlines? Is that something that you enjoy or you find difficult? Do you like working under a deadline? I like working under a deadline. I almost need that to get the adrenaline going and push me forward, but I know I need them. They're effective. Yes, they can be extremely motivating, yeah, especially when that deadline is looming very, very near. <laughs> yes, definitely. And I think that both of us, as we both started off as nonfiction writers, and I'm still a nonfiction writer, nonfiction tends to be, at least in the magazine writing world or the newspaper writing world, very deadline driven. And so you get used to, they'll say, you know, here's your word count and deliver this by such and such a date. And you just do it. You just make it happen. Yes, that's it. That's exactly it. You just do it. Did that help you with your fiction writing, uh, having done the nonfiction for many years before switching over to fiction, where let's say you're working with a publishing house and they would say something like, you know, we need 85,000 words for this novel and we need it by December 31st. Was that something that you're like, okay, I can wrap my mind around that? It does. It gives me a framework. It helps me to plan and know what I have to accomplish. I think it's very helpful in many ways. And definitely the nonfiction writing and those deadlines prepared me for the novel writing. Well, we've been talking a bit about your love-hate relationship with writing. And I think all of us have a little bit of that going on. And I'd like to hear more about how specifically you work with writers in the coaching part of your business to help them get over some of these common hurdles that hold them back. You're going to tell us about two common issues that hold writers back. So I'm just going to kind of turn the mic over to you for a while, Ginny, and let you walk us through those two things that hold writers back. Okay. First of all, thank you for the opportunity to talk about coaching because I absolutely love it. I love working with writers and my own journey to publication with books was very long and it 
included a lot of frustration and a lot of rejection. There were years where I wanted to give up. I didn't understand. I I just, I thought it was ridiculous, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) And now on the other side of it, uh, working with writers, I have such a deep understanding of what it feels like to pursue something with your whole heart and then to be rejected and or the challenges that come in having an idea present itself and then translating it in a way that will engage readers and keep them turning pages. And so all of my years and years of experience and a lot of it frustrating uh, has given me compassion and something to offer writers in the midst of their own frustration sometimes or in the midst of rejection. And so I can honestly look back and say that I am so thankful for the long winding road to publication. And during that time, I had to figure out what's holding me back as I have worked with writers and observed their process and now have over a decade of experience coaching, the two elements or the two processes where they get stuck is a lack of confidence and a lack of focus. And the lack of confidence comes in many ways. Just to say a lack of confidence is a rather broad statement, but I see it when a writer compares herself to another writer, which happens so often. Mm-hmm. When we do that, we rob ourselves of uh, the unique gifts that that we have, and we put the brakes on for what we're doing, really. Besides the comparison factor, we aren't confident that we know enough. We aren't confident that we have done enough work. We don't feel that our work is as good as, you know, that New York Times bestsellers work. It comes out in many, many ways. And so the power of coaching or relationship period. So whether it's a really valuable mentor or a critique group is having someone look at you and look at your work objectively and say, this is really good. Mm -hmm. And, or this is part of this is great. And you have the ability to make it even better. So to come alongside a writer who is struggling with confidence issues and be able to encourage them and bolster them and look at what is valuable and gently encourage them in the areas where they can still grow. I love that process. I am so grateful for the people who came alongside me as I was learning. So I really respect the value of that type of relationship. And the lack of focus I see that so often as well, especially in myself. (laughs) So that is something I've had to learn some tricks to really help myself hone in on a project. A lot of that lack of focus comes in our mindsets. It comes in 
caving into fear. We'd rather sometimes be doing anything but writing because we're afraid. And so when we give into that, we clean the bathroom, we (laughs) bake, we, you know, writers are notorious for doing anything but writing. Yeah, we're great multitaskers at everything except for writing. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So, So I've come up with some ways to help writers hone their focus. But both the lack of confidence, the lack of focus, I think they both narrow down to fear. They both come back to fear. We're afraid we aren't enough. We aren't good enough. We won't do it well enough. And so we back off. So what is one tip, Jenny, that you could provide for a writer who is feeling fearful? One of the things that falls into the fear category and falls into both confidence and can derail your focus is perfectionism. So if you can identify perfectionism in your own process, if you are striving, if you are working so hard to make something so good (laughs) because you're afraid that it's not going to be good enough, if you can identify perfectionism and begin letting go of that fear, it will free up your writing immensely. Identifying those mindsets is really important. And that's Mm -hmm. where sometimes working with a coach is really valuable because we don't always identify our own weaknesses or our own fears. We shut down before we let ourselves go that far. I was listening to a podcast the other day and the person who was the host is a very well-known business coach. Something that that person said really struck a chord with me. They said, and I don't know the exact percentage here, but they said it was between 80 and 90% of the things that hold us back in doing our writing, doing our business is mindset. Mm -hmm. It is so, so much about the mindset shift, which is actually the reason why I started the Professional Writer Podcast in the first place. Because like you, Ginny, I have a, a heart for helping people in this business to conquer those fears that hold us back and to realize I can do this. And there is a step-by-step process that I can learn that is going to move me forward as a business owner. And I definitely view it as this is your, you're an entrepreneur. You are running a startup business. You are a business owner. In my experience, a lot of the writers that I have met tend to view it more as, well, I'll just kind of dabble in this a little bit. And, and that's okay, I think, for starters. But if you're serious about it, you can't really be a dabbler. You have to take a big leap of faith and make a commitment to improving yourself. And I think that people like you, Jeannie, can help us get over those mindset hurdles. I hope so, because I agree with you. Um, In fact, I've started a blog series on the mindsets that hold writers back. Mm -hmm. Perfectionism, procrastination, blame is one. Mm -hmm. There are all kinds of things. But when we are willing to identify those mindsets and make changes, we actually have the power to change the neuropathways in our brains uh, and change our habits. By changing the way we think, then our actions change. So it has such a huge impact on our careers and the business piece of it that you deal with is so important because as creatives, that's often something that we aren't 
thinking about, we think we don't like it, we aren't geared for it, <laughs> you know, whatever. When really business is such a creative opportunity. But again, it's the mindset that holds us back. Well, I am ready to hire you right now, Jenny. <laughs> and likewise. <laughs> I mean, just listening to your voice, it's like, oh, it's like a warm blanket of comfort around me. <laughs> so thank you for sharing that. And we're going to close and you're going to tell us a little bit about your novel map. This is a guide through the essential elements of a novel. So what are we going to get with this roadmap? And you also have a discount code, especially for my listeners. This is a tool that I developed because writing a novel, learning the process is challenging as I discovered. <laughs> and as I've worked with writers, I've identified sort of four lanes of learning when writing fiction. And you need to travel in all four lanes and they each will lead to the destination of an engaging novel that your readers will enjoy, but they take a lot of time. And so I was looking at that process and trying to figure out how can I shorten that for writers? The one area that I saw where I could provide writers a shortcut was all of the elements that go into the novel. So I created a, it's a checklist it's interactive. It's a place to record details. But what it really does is it maps out a novel for a writer, takes them from literally the dedication, page one, all the way to that satisfying ending and lays out everything in between. So mm. how to write a hook. What does your first chapter need to include? What elements are in that first chapter? The structure of the novel, creating characters, point of view, character arcs, story arcs. It acts as a checklist. It includes teaching. It's created on a Trello board so writers can go in and add all of their own details to the map so they mm -hmm. have a complete record of what they've done and helps them for those who are, are planners and plotters, it helps them plot. So it's a plotting tool. Anyway, I had a lot of fun with it and I'm getting wonderful feedback well, from right. Sounds amazing. It, so how can my listeners get a hold of your novel map? It's on my website, wordsforwriters.net. It's in the main menu. You'll see it. And there's a video that walks you through a little bit of the map and the elements that it covers and all the information's there. And we have a discount code specifically for you listeners of the Professional Writer Podcast. You can access the map for $39.95 US dollars using the code PWPODCAST. And the PW stands for Professional writer. So PW podcast, all one word, you can access your novel map for $39.95. And that's a discount of uh, $10 off your regular price. $10. So thank you, Ginny. That's You're very welcome. generous and thoughtful of you. Appreciate that. Well, thank you, Ginny, so much for joining us today. I have learned a ton from you. Boy, I really encourage authors to take advantage of your coaching services. It sounds like that would be really beneficial for people. 
And Ginny, you are a member of the Professional Writer Podcast Community Facebook group. Listeners, if you would like to meet Ginny face-to-face or uh, word-to-word, I guess that would be because we mainly type our what we have to say in there, that Facebook group is for listeners of the podcast. We're there to support and encourage and challenge and learn from each other. Ginny is a member of the group, so you will find a link to join the Professional Writer Podcast community over at bloggingbistro.com in the show notes for today's episode. Thank you again, Ginny, for joining us. It was a pleasure having you on the show. And thank you for listening, and I'll be back with you again next week.